0: This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishnanos. Yeah, good morning. Uh, We are doing the Uddhava Gita 11. This is verse 25 onwards. We had completed till verse 24 in which telling Uddhava the different aspects that he can take up in this material. Uh, It is talking about the highest, the best, those kind of things. Now today we are going to do verse 25 from chapter 11 onwards. This is Uddhava Gita, chapter 11, the last message of Sri Krishna, verse 25 onwards. I am Shatarupa amongst women and Manu the son of Brahma amongst men. Of saints, I am the one called Narayana and of celibates, I am Sanat Kumara. Now, I am Shatrupa amongst women and Manu amongst men. Now, who is this Manu and who is this Shatrupa? At the beginning of this particular Manu or every other beginning of the Yugas, Always there is a time when the creation has to come into existence and the first man and the first woman are to be created. So Brahma, the creator, he creates these two. Now from one body they are created. You know, in the sense that half of the person is male, the person is female and then they separate out, they become man and then they become woman. So what is this entity like? (laughs) So it is described that the male is the Manu and the female is Shatrupa. When this question was asked, to Krishna about why is there a man and a woman in this world? The simplest answer that he offered was when we have the Jivatma, the Jivatma doesn't have any gender. Till you are in the material world that is the manifest world that you can see, touch, feel You need to have these two entities, the male and the female, so that the next generation can be produced. But in reality, in the spiritual worldly truth, there is neither a male nor a female. Because the spirit soul doesn't have any masculine or feminine traits. Or characteristics. There is nothing like that. So the distinction of a male and a female doesn't exist. But let us go back to Brahmaji when he was creating these separate entities. Now Brahmaji is a great creator. He is like a painter. You know, <laughs> very creative personality. So, he started creating a female, a woman. So, when he kept on using his brush strokes, okay. Imagine, you know, like you are just painting beautiful stuff. Using all the colors possible, using all the qualities possible. And suddenly, he found in front of him a very beautiful looking woman. Okay. Now, Brahmaji fell in love with her. <laughs> and he started chasing her. It is his own daughter. Okay. And it so happened that if you remember Brahmaji, the way he is, he is sitting on top of that lotus, you know, the stalk over there rising from the navel of the Lord and you understand all that story. So imagine him sitting on top of that and he's looking at her He is following her by his vision. So she goes right round. So when she goes round like this, like this, like this, like this. At every place one head appears of Brahma. So he is following her like this. So four heads, four directions appeared. That is the north, south, east and west. You know, this is the way in which the directions appeared. Now, Shatrupa was very upset about it. He said, what is this? Why is he following me so much? So, instead of going, you know, round, she said, I'll go up. And suddenly one head appeared in the middle of this four. So, Brahmaji has got five heads for that reason. Now, when this was happening, Shivji, he came to know about this and he said, you know, this is not good. Brahmaji, you are the father and that is like a daughter, you know, why are you doing this? So, Shivji merged in her. Merged. Now, all this story is from the Puranas, okay, so... He merged in her and the first creation is called Ardhanarishwar, Half man, half woman. So Shiva and the half essence of Parvati is in this Ardhanarishwar Saru. After he absorbed her, she became Parvati. You know that two aspects of it. This is what is believed. Then from the essence, the Manu and shatrupa were created and they went and then they started the next generation. So Krishna says, if you think of a man, I am the Manu. If you think of a woman, I am the shatrupa. So these are the number one in that category. Then he says, of the saints, I am Narayana. I am sure you have heard the story of Narayana. So it's Narayana and the saints. And the celibate, Sanat Kumar, the four brothers that are there, you know, four sons of Brahmaji, the highest amongst them is called Sanat Kumar. So he says, I am the highest among the celibates. I don't get married. So that basically, that is who I am. Verse 26 says, Of religion, I am monasticism and of sources of well-being, I am introspection. Of secrets, I am the sweet word and silence. And of couples, I am Brahma. Now, monasticism, of religion, the one religion in the world. What is that one religion in the world? That religion will not fight with anybody. (laughs) Because there is nothing to fight. There is nothing to think about. Everything is one. So, a religion where nobody is afraid of the next one. In today's day and age, you see, when religions are there in this world, you know how much of fear factor runs in this world, isn't it? Too many religions, too many fear factors. We are always afraid. What is the other person going to say? What is the other person going to do? Now if you are a lone person amongst a group of other religious people, you are going to be afraid. This problem is faced across the world. So why have this kind of a thing? A religion which is absolutely having no fear whatsoever. So Krishna says, I am that religion. So you need to have that kind of a religion the sources of well being i'm introspection how does a person become okay you know you got to think and introspect people really do not have that much amount of energy to introspect they have a short term memory if something happens in their life They will fight for it. They will have too many issues and too many problems. So Krishna says, I am the introspection. The idea of thinking deeply into what is the reason. Why is this happening to me? Everybody goes through their problems in life. Problem could be anything. It could be associated with relationships it could be associated with your jobs it could be associated with literally any kind of possessiveness that you are showing in this world with your own children with your own parents isn't that there are too many issues it could be money matters financial troubles you know you name it too many things it could be leadership issues it could be somebody is literally crushing you Somebody says something to you. All these are issues. What is the thing that is needed to be done? The thing which needs to be done is introspect. Why? Go to the depth of the problem. The last point. Think, why did this happen? What is the reason for this to happen? Even in spirituality, we have to go to the deepest depth of spiritual to understand this question, why? So the question in spirituality is, who am I? Am I this body? Am I this person who is born to somebody? Is that the one? Who is this God? It is only with a deeper knowledge that you will come to that understanding. Otherwise, there is no understanding. Let me tell you. You have to have introspection. How does introspection come into play? So, Krishna says, I am introspection. Now, how does it come to play? He giving the next words. Of secrets, I am sweet words. And silence. You know, The things which we normally tend to do in this world is we love to hurt other people. We love to speak our mind. We love to say to the world, okay, this is it. You don't understand anything. You know, if the person says, this is orange in color. The other person will say, that is not orange. That is ochre. Somebody else will say, oh, that is some other color. It is looking like more like red. Somebody will say it looks more like yellow. Everybody has their opinions. Why do you need to have an opinion? Today's day and age when you have an opinion, you know you are going to be either on this side or this side. There is going to be issues. Someone is going to support it and someone is going to oppose it. So he says the best thing for a person to do at such point in time The secret of all these things. Use always sweet words. If you cannot speak good words to another person, then you need to shut up. There is no need to use harsh words. You know that this whole world is made up of those kind of things which are very, very detrimental to our own well-being. So at such a point in time, why get into these kind of arguments? If you cannot speak good words, if you cannot speak sweet words, at least maintain silence. In most of the cases, some political situation arises in this world. You will find that there are You know, problem creators, lot of people who are troublemakers, they like to send out tweets, they do all kinds of nonsensical stuff on the social media. They will keep on giving interviews and they will keep on disrupting the whole world. What is the need to talk nonsense in this world? If you cannot use sweet words, you should shut up. The way in which you can shut up is introspect. So these three words are very, very important. For destroying any kind of enmity, animosity or bad feeling in this world. Introspect. Why? And then, speak sweet words. I am sure those who have seen the Mahabharata serial you know, in very old one, have seen the way in which Krishna answers everything. There is always a sweet smile on his face. Okay? And he will always address the person nicely. He never says, Hey, come here. Nothing like that. He addresses the person so sweetly. Every word of his is filled with sweetness. Even when he has to meet his enemy, that person has gone and derided him thousands of times. Eighteen times he has come and fought him. And yet, he never speaks one ill word against that person. The greatness of a human being is when he learns how to keep his mouth shut. Silence is a very important word. And if you have to speak, then only sweet words are permitted. If you want to become Krishna, those are the things that you got to do. Krishna says, I am introspection, I am sweet words, and I am the sound of silence. Nothing. Be silent if you cannot add anything constructive to this world. Understood? Then, and of couples, I am Brahma. Brahma was created first in the gods, the godly realm. He was the first god that got created because the next round has to be created. So, Brahma and his spouse was created Savitri, as we call her. So he, I am Brahma. Verse twenty-seven, Uddhav Gita, verse twenty-seven, the last message of Sri Krishna, of the watchful, I am the year, and of seasons, I am the spring, of months, I am the agrahana, and of stars, I am the abhijit. So here he is giving a distinction. Of the watchful, I am the year. Why is this year so watchful? See, the year which is the Julian calendar year is different than the Hindu year because of a difference in the way of interpretation. But at the end of it, we are still following the Julian calendar. Nobody follows the Indian calendar except we have to see the ephemeral charts. Then that is it. Otherwise, nobody cares. The year is very important. Whether you go into the material world where they have to talk in terms of the balance sheets and the closing of the year and accountancy and everything, we consider the year and the entire year end as important. This year has been very, very dramatic, isn't it? In India, the closing is on 31st of March. Worldwide, it is 31st of December. Maybe the last year for other companies and this world was good. But if they were closing in this year, then it has been terrible blow. Why? Because of the problems that we are facing today, the health issues that have come up. So year is something that we watch. What is going on? When you have to say sow the seeds, you know, plant you will definitely look at the calendar and say, okay, now is the time I have to do this. The rains will be on my head. So I got to do this. We actually look at the calendar in such a way. So he says, the one that we got to watch is watchful of the year. Don't you say I am so many years old. The question arises in the minds of people. If I am 70 years old, What have I done in my life? Do you think I am going to be remembered? At the age of 60, 50 also. Think about this question. Do you really think you will be remembered for anything in this world? You are like the ant which gets crushed. You are like the bee which tries to get the, you know, honey. And nobody cares for her. You are exactly like that. You are a worthless person if you... Cannot leave behind a very good legacy in this world. Ask yourself this question. What will you get remembered for? And then you look at the year. What year am I in? So this is the reason why the year is so important. We are watchful. I am so many years old. You got it? So this is one of the things. Of the seasons I am the spring. The start of anything is the spring season. It's somewhere March, April, you know, how everything blooms, everything becomes so beautiful. The whole world becomes pretty. That is why spring is so beautiful. Of months, I am the Agrayana. Agrayana is at the fag end of the Julian calendar. This is a a time of the year where something really strange happens. This month is called Margashirsh. Margashirsh is the month where this is a very important occasion for those who follow the Vaishnav dharma. You know. For them, why is it important? That is the day they say in that particular month. They say that the Vaikuntha Dwar opens. <laughs> so, There is a Vaikuntha Ekadashi which is very, very important during that time of the year. So people love to go and visit all the Vishnu temples. Krishna says, I am that month, you know. I am that Agrayana. And of the stars, I am Abhijit. Who is Abhijit? Abhijit is the male. M-A-L-E, male. The primary, the male. He says, amongst them, I am Abhijit. Of the Yugas, or next verse, verse 28, chapter 11 of the Uddhav Gita. Of Yugas I am the Satya yug and of the steady-mindedness I am Devala and Asita. Of the divider of the Vedas I am Dvapayana and of the wise I am the self-contained Shukra. So now we have another four names over here or more than that rather. Of the yugas, I am the satyuga. What is this satyuga? It's also called Krita, by the way. What is satyuga? Satyuga is a time where everything is in Satvaguna. The whole universe has just arisen and everybody is perfect. There is no contamination whatsoever in this yuga. There is no rajas, there is no tamas. Everything is perfect sattva, white in color. Rajas is always represented in red and tamas is always represented in black. So white, red and black. These are the three colors. So think about it. In the first yuga, that is the everything in sattva, everything white, everything pure, everybody knows all the verses of all the You know, Vedas and the Shastras. they know it perfectly. They have got fantastic memory. Man lives for thousands of years during that time because there is nothing to contaminate him. No mind also. Think. (laughs) They have a mind, but the mind is not giving them nonsensical stuff. Okay? And they don't have anything to waste their time on. Imagine, you are given 10,000 or 20,000 years to live. Imagine that. You see, you are getting bored with your life when you are 30 and 40 only. The amount of trouble that you go through by the age of 30 or 25, 30 and all, you know, you are are really wondering, what is this life that I have got? (laughs) Imagine living for 10,000 or 20,000 years or maybe 1 lakh years. But that Yuga where no contamination happens. You are just doing the job, the duty that you have been assigned to. That is it. So he says, among the Yugas, I am the first one. That's the Krita or the satyuga Among the steady minded, I am Devala Asita. Now who is this Devala and Asita? <laughs> Devala and Asita existed during the end of the first Yuga to the second one. All right. Now, everybody had to know the stories, isn't it? So, Devala and Asita had the fantastic memory. Like we have memory, you know, nowadays. So, they had memory. They could recite verses after verses after verses. So, these were sages who could recite the verses. Of dividers of the Vedas, I am Dwayapayana. Imagine. That time when everything was combined into one. There was only one Ved. One. Now the one Ved has to have differentiation made. Otherwise how is this mind of ours going to capture it? Think. It is like we are distributing it in quadrants. Isn't it? Suppose if I have to understand a painting or a picture or if I am taking a film or whatever. If I am just taking one single frame, I am going to have a problem. But if I divide it into quadrants, then I can definitely say, oh, this one is brighter. This one is not brighter. This is dull. I need to have more light over here. Everything in our life also is like that, isn't it? We have to divide it so that we understand the basis of how we can go ahead. If I divide my day okay into four quadrants let us say. One is the morning time when I get up. Hmm? Second one is the working space that I am going to have the working time that I am going to have where I work out there in the world. The third time is during the course of the day I would say that I am going to now close down my activity maybe do some exercise or whatever and last is again the sleep. So we divide this into quadrants. Like that. You cannot have everything in one go. So what did Ved Vyas, is called Ved Vyas Vapana, what did he do? He distributed the Vedas into four. It is said he has done it into three, but let us assume it is four right now. And he then dictated it and it got written for ease of mankind unfortunately the ease became so bad that by this yuga everything was lost so we don't remember half of it also forget half of it even 90% of it we don't know but it is okay doesn't matter so that is who i am and then the last and the wise i am the self contained shukracharya shukracharya is the guru of the Asuras. Shukracharya is known for his very great sense of knowledge and understanding. Please understand this. The Asuras have a fantastic knowledge. You should never discount their knowledge. You know, in this material world, your enemy, the one that we call the villain, You see any movies, any movie, whether it is Spider-Man or whatever, Thanos, you know, like (laughs) every every movie. Have you not seen the villain has a fantastic piece of equipment or weapon or whatever? He uses the most, uh, you know, dangerous kind of stuff and the hero normally wins Because he is a goody-goody character. That is the only reason why the hero wins. Have you not seen that? (laughs) The hero wins because we love the hero. We always want to fight for the one who is always on the downside, you know. We love that. But the villain, they have fantastic powers. They have knowledge. They are able to make weapons and systems which are very, very interesting. And where does this come from? This comes from their guru. Their guru is Shukracharya. You see, in case of all the wars that you have seen in this world, all the wars that have been fought for eons, there is always someone. Who is advising the king. Now in case of these great warriors. The the one who is advising the king. Is called this guru. He is telling them. Now I just spoke about the asuras. The negative elements. Let me tell you. On one side there is a positive element and on the other side there is a negative element. The positive element tries to always become defensive. Have you seen that? The negative element is always offensive. They will try to attack, they will try to capture, they will try to win. And these people are always going to be defensive. So you need to have arts, different, different arts, knowledge. That is provided by this knowledge. Here it is in the form of their master, the guru. And he is known as Shukracharya. Now when the churning of the ocean was happening, you remember the gods played the trick On all the asuras. What did they do? Mohini got created. Hmm? And she went and she distributed everything. All the Amrita to all the gods. So these gods became immortal. So the asuras did not get anything. Their guru became very upset and he said this is cheating. The gods are cheating. You should not be doing this kind of a thing. So, Shukracharya prays and gets the highest vardhan in this world. And that is called Sanjeevani Mantra. You can raise people from the dead. By using that mantra. So as many Asuras are born. They will never die. Because of the Sanjeevani mantra. Now you may think that. Oh this is a story. I can assure you one thing for sure. You can try whatever you want to. To kill. The cold virus. Or coronavirus or whichever virus you want in this world. Do you really think you have killed it? It is still alive in the body. It is still going to be there. If you think that as an asuric shakti, then you know very well that you cannot kill it. It can only be subdued. That's it. All these asuras can be subdued, but they cannot be killed. One of the biggest asura in our life is anger, greed, lust. You know, you cannot kill lust. Mm -hmm. You cannot kill greed also. And you cannot kill anger and all these Shadri you can't kill them. You can just subdue them with the efforts of your mind. But you cannot kill them. Any person who is an angry person. Any person who is lusty. You see, even if he is 80 years old, no, the lust is still there in that person. It cannot be removed. No. It's the same thing. These, the asuric shaktis are very, very strong. So Krishna says, in terms of that, Knowledge which we have imparted. I am the wise Shukracharya. Verse 29, Uddhav Gita, chapter 11. Of the lords, I am Vasudev, of devotees, I am yourself, of the Kimpurushas, I am Hanuman, and of Vidyadaras I am Sudarshana. So here are another four kinds of people there. Distribution. Lords. Vasudev. Vasudev is a name also. And connected to Krishna also. Vasudev is his father. And Vasudeva is Krishna himself. There is a slight change in dev and deva. Ah. The additional A is him. Krishna. We say na Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Devaya. That's a, literally a long form of it. So anyway, coming back to it. Amongst the lords, I am Vasudev. Of devotees I am yourself. Who is yourself? Over here it is Uddhava. Isn't it? Uddhava is amongst the greatest of devotees of Krishna. Imagine he is the last person over there to meet him. That means somebody who remains with you definitely would be the greatest amongst the devotees. So he says among devotee I am you. Vasudeva says, "Vasudeva." Krishna says to Uddhava. Of the Kim Purushas, I am Hanuman. Now, Kimpursha is supposed to be half man and half animal, a ferocious animal. Alright? So, Kimpursha. Now, in Kimpursha, whom can you represent? The highest. It is Hanuman, isn't it? Actually, Kimpursha also means a lion headed person. You see, in all these stories across the world, the ancient stories, of different, whether it is Greek or any other mythology that is you will find that there is this myth about half man and half lion. Isn't it? Now, there is this Kim Purusha's. Kim means less. Pursha means man. So it's little less of a man. <laughs> it's more of the ferocious animal. So this Kim Purusha, highest amongst them is Hanuman, so I am that. Of Vidyadharas, I am Sudarshana. Sudarshana, you know, everybody knows Sudarshan Chakra, isn't it? Vidyadharas is also a kind of a uh, half human, alright? But tremendous amount of powers. Even Kimpurshas, right? if you have a lion head, naturally you have a lot of power, isn't it? So like that there are lots of powers. Of gems I am the sapphire. uh, Verse 30 that is. And of the beautiful I am the lotus bud. Of species of grass I am the sacred kusa. And of oblations I am the clarified butter of cow's milk. So of gems I am sapphire. There are many gems. Sapphire is the most beautiful looking of all. How beautiful I am the lotus bud. Have you seen the lotus bud? Hmm? The lotus bud looks very pretty. Just imagine there is a pond or a lake and the bud has come out with the stalk like that. Very beautiful it looks with all those green leaves over there. Looks very pretty, isn't it? So he says, among these I am the lotus bud. It looks very beautiful. It's also offered to the Lord, by the way, if you know that. Hmm? Of the species of grass, I am the sacred kusa. The kusa grass is the one which is used for meditation, sitting on it. It is supposed to be insulation material also. And of oblations, I am the clarified butter of cow's milk. Now cow's milk is the most purest form of milk. It is important in our daily lives. But after you clarify that, you get the butter out of it. And from the butter comes the ghee, isn't it? So clarified butter is called ghee. Now there is Don't go by all what the world says that, you know, this is very highly problematic and this and that. Ghee is the most clarified, clarified. It's most clean. Amongst the fat, it is the cleanest amongst the fat. You can use clarified butter instead of all these oils that you get. That is why in all these... Sacrifices, prayers, and all clarified butter is very, very important. Alright, we move to the next verse. Chapter 11, verse 31 from the Uddhav Gita I am the fortune of the energetic and the fraud of the deceitful. I am the fortitude of the painstaking and the balance of mind of the steady. I am the fortune of the energetic. You know, there are a lot of energetic people in this world, isn't it? Today, (laughs) we are looking at energy also. Tesla has just announced a battery which is going to run for a very, very long time. Of course, we are looking forward towards it. Because it will save us a lot of money in the future, isn't it? So, I am the fortune of the energetic. So, what is this? thing which is required in this world. The fortune of the energetic and the fraud of the deceitful. There are deceitful people in this world. Okay. <laughs> and they create the fraud. Isn't it? lot of frauds. I am sure you have seen a lot of movies where they have shown a lot of frauds. They, and this Financial frauds are too many. I think uh, every year in India, one fraud or the other keeps on happening in thousands and thousands of crores of rupees happens. So he says, amongst that, I am that fraud. All right. Now, you may say, why is this bad stuff? There is nothing bad or good in this world. Okay. In, in the spiritual domain, we do not consider anything bad or good. We know that it is a part of life. We have to go through it. That is the way it is destined. We have to accept it. And the fortitude of the pain take, painstaking. Those who do those intricate designs and arts, have you seen, you know, calligraphic artists and all, the way they will do, take painstakingly do something. Those who do rangoli, you know, the huge rangoli that is there on the floor. They have to do very painstaking job. So he is saying that you should have that fortitude in them, in yourself. First and foremost, you know, in Switzerland, there is a place where you can get all these handmade watches. They are the most expensive in the world. A handmade Rolex or a paget. I don't know what all names are there. You go to those places, they charge you a bomb for it. But you would love to pay for it, isn't it? Because it is painstakingly done job. In some other places in the world, now you get this ready-made pasta, ready-made, you know, noodles and this and that. But some restaurants you have seen, there are people who draw the noodles, you know. And when they draw it or they make the pasta by hand, people love those kind of things. It takes a long time to do. Some of the sweets in in our Diwali also take a very long time to make, isn't it? And you require that patience to go through that slowly. Sometimes you have to put it on absolutely low gas and do it. And when it comes out, you love that. You see, when you are doing cakes also, you know, the amount of the time that you take, battering that thing, you know, tick, 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 tick. If you do it more, the cake will be good, isn't it? This is how it is. It is done painstakingly. And it requires real amount of patience. If you want to do something really good in this world, you need to have patience. You can't have a, you know, suddenly doing something and finishing it off. No. You have to do it painstakingly. The balance of the mind of the steady. Those who are very steady. In terms of steady, I think the steadiest people are the ones who are working in the surgery department. (laughs) Just imagine, if they cut something wrong, you know, finished, you are dead on on the operating table. So they really have to do it very clean and they got to be very steady. It's the same with all these archers or, you know, those who handle these snipers, the gun, everything. In our world, we got to be steady. See this, you got to be steady. (laughs) See, unfortunately, today we don't have anything open outside, you know. There are no uh, addresses or anything like that. So we have to try everything here only. So maybe we are going in for the second round very soon and steadily we will have to do. (laughs) So anyway, just a joke. Alright, so we move to verse 32. Uh, This is from chapter 11, Uddhav Gita, verse 32. Uh, I think we will do the rest of them very slowly because now the important part starts. So far we were doing about what he is number one in, what he wants to be, blah, blah, all those, all those things. I'm sure, you know, if if I ask you, what are your qualities, you will definitely say, I am like this. I am like that. It's the same thing. Okay. To be the highest, the best. That is what everybody aspires for. And Krishna says, I am that. So verse 32 says, Know that I am the energy and the tenacity of the strong. The devotional work of the devout. The nine forms worshipped by devotees. I am the supreme first form Vasudeva. We have again come to Vasudeva. Okay. So, he says, I am the energy and the tenacity of the strong. Those who are very strong people. Have you seen that person uh, who, who can pull an entire trailer behind him? <laughs> or the train or whatever. He should see. You know, I think he does it with his teeth or something like that. Oh my God, you should say, oh, oh how can he pull so much? Isn't it? It's the tenacity of that person. The strength that you can see. If you ever come to this place, uh, the Kumbh Mela, you can see the yogis performing acts which are so dangerous and they are so tenacious, you know, like they have trained their body to that level. Even that Shaolin temples, you should see the Shaolin monks, the way they train their bodies. It is really amazing to see. Some of these great martial art specialists also, if you see, like even Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan and all that. I mean, I can only think of these two names, okay? I don't know the others. (laughs) But the way they have trained their body, I'm sure that is the way in which you train. They have the energy and the tenacity. and the devotional work of the devote, those who are devotees of God, they do devotional work. What do they do? What is this devotional work? See, even if they have to light a lamp, they will clean it thoroughly. They will put the right oil in that. They will make the right wick, you know. You do it with your hands. Now you get ready-made. You can just buy it, dip it and put it. Or you can get those candles from China or wherever. No, we are talking of a devotional person doing everything by hand. Nothing ready-made. Mm -hmm. In olden times, we used to have those small lamps, you know, mud lamps, Panti we call it. Now, metal lamps are there, okay, and then you have already made stuff. But those who do this kind of a service, those who wave the garlands for the God, those who sing the songs, Those who play the drums, the flute or whatever instrument that is there. These devotees do everything so beautifully, isn't it? It really is so wonderful to see these people doing this kind of activity. I have been to certain temples in India. I have seen people sit there for hours weaving garlands or decorating the place up. Only for that one prayer, by the way. And it is really worth it. So a devotee is always like that. The nine forms worshipped by devotees. The Vaishnavas worship the nine forms of God. Isn't it? The tenth one is yet to come. So we can't call the tenth one as yet. Just now he is still in waiting. So when the last Yuga comes, you know, at the end he will come. And the supreme first form, Vasudev. The first form is called Vasudeva. We have already done that. Alright, verse 33 says, Of the Gandharvas and Apsaras, I am Vishwavasu Vishwa and Purvachitti. I am the stability of the mountains and the primary smell of earth. So there are Gandharvas and Apsaras. Gandharvas, the artistic kind of people in this world. Uh, you may think that Gandharvas must be some great kind of, you know, they will have some Funny hair and this and that. No, 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 no. They look like normal human beings also. But they are very good singers. They are very good dancers. They are very good artists. Those are the kind of people. Then we have Apsaras, the beautiful ones. They have that dancing art in them also. So Gandharvas and Apsaras normally come together. Okay. So these are the two kinds. In that Vishwavasu and Purvachitti. They are the highest amongst them. I am the stability of the mountains. The mountains are very stable. They don't move on this earth. And primary smell of the earth. Okay. Primary smell of the earth. When do you get primary smell of the earth? When the first rain comes. You know, when the first rain comes, you get a very nice smell of the earth. You get the smell of the earth. Don't you feel very nice about it? This smell of the earth. Now the rainy season is right around the corner. You will find that. Of course you will get this. uh, What is it called? The first smell of the earth. Yeah, petrichor. It is very beautiful. Alright. So verse 34. I am the sweet taste of water and the sun. Among the resplendent and the luster of the sun, moon and the stars and the subtle sound in ether. Now. And the sweet taste of water. Water actually doesn't have any taste. But you know you love the taste of water the moment you are thirsty. Isn't it? Ask any person who is in the desert. He will tell you that water is very sweet to taste. Hmm. The sun among the resplendent. The brightest one is the sun. And the luster of the sun, moon and the stars and the subtle sound in ether. Verse 35. Among the the worshippers of Brahmanas I am Bali. And among heroes I am Arjuna. I am verily the origin, maintenance and the dissolution of all beings. The worshippers of Brahmana I am Bali. Bali Maharaj is very well known because he is the one who offered that so much of land to Vishnu himself. Isn't it? I am sure you remember that. The Vaman avatar. Isn't it? And heroes amongst, among the heroes I am Arjuna. Arjuna is supposed to be the greatest of the heroes. Because he is the one who Krishna was there with him when they were fighting the Mahabharata. The war in Kurukshetra. And verily the origin, maintenance and dissolution of all beings. Verse 36. I am the motion, utterance, rejecting, taking, enjoyment, touch, sight, taste, hearing, smelling of the organs. I constitute their functions. Now everything in this world. Now we are just going to go through because These are the qualities that are there within every organ of our body. In our eyes, we have got the power of seeing, the vision. In our ears, it's a hearing. In the nose, we have smelling and breathing. In the mouth, it is taste and also speech, isn't it? Both these things are there. In the the hands, in the legs, what is there? Hands is grasping and the legs is running. You know that, walking and running. And the skin is touch is everywhere. There are qualities connected to different different parts of the organs in our body. So that is the quality that I am. Earth, air, ether, water, light, ego, cosmic intelligence, the 16 modifications of Prakriti, Purusha, Purusha and Prakriti, Satvarajas and Tamas and the Supreme Brahma, all these am I. I am their enumeration, their knowledge, Their realization, their knowledge, and the realization of truth. Okay, all the 28 principles, he has has put everything together. Everything is me. Now, this is something which we have been doing constantly. So, what does it say? There are the five elements out there, isn't it? Air, water, and all that. That is me. Then, Sattva, Rajas, and Tamas. Then, There are the organs of action, organs of, you know, karmic action and so on and so forth. All these organs, including the mind, the ego, everything is me. All these I am. I am also their enumeration, their knowledge and the realization of truth. When we see an object, we come to the understanding what the object is. That entire process is me. Verse 38, nothing whatsoever exists without me in my twofold aspect of the Lord and the Jiva, attributes and substance and the indwelling spirit and the gross and the subtle bodies. So he says, I am the one who got split into two. One is the Jiva Atma that is there and the second one is your body. So both this is me only. Don't think that that body is something else. I am the body also because I am the one who is the Prakriti as well. I am the one who is everything in this world. Can anything be devoid of the Lord? No. Lord is in everything, isn't it? Lord God is in everything. So these twofold aspects of the Lord is Jiva and Shiva. We call it both. The attribute and the substance. Whatever is the attribute of it and the substance in it. Both are the same. And the indwelling spirit and the gross and the subtle bodies. We have the gross and the subtle bodies also. Hmm? And the spirit inside. Everything is me. So you as a human being constitute me only. So if you think this is what it is, I am in you also. So think like that. So we, we will stop over here at verse 38 and the next time we will do verse 39 onwards. We have literally come to the end of the chapter. But we will do from verse 39. Alright. So you take care. You have a very great day. And I will see you all the coming week. Next time we will have. A satsang from the. This a concluding part of this chapter. And the next one. Thank you very much. Bye. Take care.